0: You can record over there. Otherwise,
1: I'm
0: just a smile
1: to him. So started to. Well, I upload the videos too. It's just easier if it's it goes directly to my computer. Yeah. Um. All right. So my email up for that project. I spammed. Too bad I didn't record that.
2: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Um. And then right above that is our YouTube playlist. If you'd like to watch the previous of this event. Um. And then our Patreon. If you wish to throw some pennies in the jar, no obligations. And then the very first link is our Facebook page, which should be public whether or not you have a Facebook. Um, it essentially acts as our website. Uh, Josh, I cannot pronounce the full name of this actual series. Of what? What do we call these poetry readings?
0: Oh, I'm, I, 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 I named it as a joke. The sequestration, celebration, and recitation. <laughs> I've just been calling them privately the, the Beautiful Blasphemy open mic. I, I just, it's just been like, that was a joke the first time and it just happened to be what stuck as the name of the series. But yeah, I put it called the sequestration. Originally, the first one was a sequestration, meditation, celebration, and recitation. But now it is just the sequestration, celebration, and recitation. Okay. Um,
1: and I have what a tagline.
0: Beautiful Blasphemy open Mike.
1: I have a tagline I've been using for this event. Um, Just because we can't be near each other doesn't mean we cannot connect with each other. Mm -hmm. On that, uh, Josh, I think, since you didn't want to go, I think Doc was the first person in? Yep. All right. You have up to 10 minutes if you wish, or you can pass.
3: Okay. I will start with a recent poem. Immersed in fathoms unknown of dark lake waters of memory and metaphor. We live, change, then emerge from cracks between the secret and the scene, from the schism of loneliness, black river of loss, and desolation of night on the other side of time, into bright clean ocean of aching blue sky, compound vivid canvas of inchoate future and sunrise of forever. Beautiful. (sighs) Eh, I try. And some people say I'm very trying. (laughs) Uh... How about a a limerick, if it it won't offend anyone?
0: Uh, Does it matter?
3: Anyone? Okay. There was a young man from Philippi who got a tattoo on his pippi. It said MS when he was cowed, but when he was proud, you could see it read Mississippi. I think I'm going to read a, uh, a short, a bit of flash, sort of flash fiction, uh, that's the wrong one. It's, uh, it's titled Nightmare. no 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 mark woke screaming in terror sitting bolt upright in bed he was sweating profusely but it was a cold sweat his heart was beating so hard it felt as though it would tear itself out of his chest and his throat his throat was raw from screaming he was having trouble sleeping again. It was that nightmare. It had been Mark's recurring nightmare, a nightmare which involved a horrendous creature and himself. It was a nightmare he had been having since he was a small child. It was why his marriage had only lasted a year. Mark's first encounter with this grotesque, nightmarish vision of terror had been when he was about three or four. He had seen it in that first terrible dream as a set of glowing red eyes peering, staring at him from just beyond the light of a fire, somewhere in the lurking darkness, and the sounds he had awakened then, terrified, screaming, and wanting to run. But run, where? Where indeed? Mark had somehow known, even then as a small child, that whatever it was, it was to haunt, taunt, and pursue him, wherever he went, the rest of his days. That singular nightmare had become a repeating, progressing one. Thankfully, it did not recur too often, or he would be getting even less sleep than he already did. In this dark dream, Mark is pursued down a dim, torch-lit, dank, endless, rough-hewn stone hallway. The torches throw a smoking, flickery, smoky flickering reddish-orange glow from their sconces on the wall to his left. There are rusting meat hooks on the wall to his right, about two meters off the floor, spaced about every ten meters opposite the torches. As he runs, he notices small piles of dust and fragments on the pavement beneath the hooks. As he progresses, the piles become fragments of bone, then a partial skeleton on a hook, then a moldering, rotting corpse, dripping gore and slime. It is as though he is watching the recomposition of a body. As time and the recurrent nightmare progresses, The body begins to be recognizable as human. The horror begins in earnest when Mark realizes I am the one on the hooks. He realizes he has been killed and impaled on those hooks time and time again. At that instant he turns his head and sees his pursuer. It is a creature out of the most horrific of night terrors, a black shapeless thing, part shaggy fur, part scaly hide. It has paws, hooves, and tentacles. All are used as it slithers, shambles, skitters, and oozes its way toward him. Its tentacles reach out menacingly, clutching, ever clutching. And somehow it moves faster as it comes closer Leaving a trail of malodorous, slimy ichor, which eats into the stone behind it. The final horror comes, and Mark's screams begin when he looks at its face and into its eyes the eyes of madness. It is a ghastly, bestial face with the glowing red eyes of his early childhood night terrors. Its face is a vile, repugnant melding of his face, his face, with that of ravening, slavering wolf and something else. What that something else is, he cannot say, he cannot imagine, as he does not recognize it. Perhaps he does not want to recognize it. The thing drools, gnashing long yellow fangs and titters obscenely when it sees Mark looking, and it keeps on coming and clutching. With each repetition of the nightmare sequence, it is closer to him. Mark believes it to be his malign alter ego, and more, much more. He silently screams, it is me. I, it is going to kill me again. Mark's first terrifying childhood nightmare has indeed followed him through his life. He has never been free of its haunting, frightening presence. And in a horrifying sense, both the creature and the nightmare have fleshed out. Mark feels the creature when he cannot see it like an icy drop of water running down his spine, and when he does see it, peering at him from the darkly shimmering depths of a glass ball, in a darkened room, in the dark corners of a dim-lit basement, in a semi-dark hallway, any place and any time where or when it is just at the edge of his vision, The hair raises on the nape of his neck as he feels the icy chill of its malevolent stare. It is why Mark has trouble sleeping. It is why he desperately avoids REM sleep. Such sleep brings terror, nightmares, and visions of unending, unrelenting pursuit. And it is always there, waiting watching and tittering. It is his bête noire. Do I have a little time
1: left? I mean there's only five of us, I'm not overly concerned.
3: Okay, I will juxtapose this, that with a poem entitled, Love Is, and subtitled, Ani Le Dodi. Love is a burning sun and a world on fire with the passion of its heat. Love is cool moonlight, dewdrops in misty veils and gentle intimacy of a breeze. Love is a star-filled sky igniting the wonder of romance and stirring love in our souls. Love is a bright spring day with its green haze and flowers abloom. Love is a magic summer's eve as the sun se- slowly sets into a coppery afterglow. Love is a gentle autumn day with soft, warm sunlight on a palette of leafy color. Love is a cold, wintry night cuddled neath a blanket before a bright, crackling blaze. Love is the tug and pull on your heart and soul by the shore of their desire. Love is wrapping your soul around that of your one and melting into them. Love is all of these and more it is being your beloveds and your beloved yours anila Dodi Lee i am my beloved and my beloved my beloved is mine and i'm done
2: <laughs> and i'm
1: spent <laughs> <laughs> or we we're just making all those illusions earlier um josh do you want to go being that you were the first here, or do you want to pass to the, later
0: um i can read a couple things
1: do the thing with all the right.
0: thing all righty so this one is probably like the newest one of the newest ones up, and I feel bad about that because it's like it was written last year. Uh, I'm kind of i kind of in a, a writer's block moment, but um, it is what it is. This is uh, the King of the Library Parking Lot. Lee was posted up in his usual spot, back by the stacks, with his phone on life support. Its umbilical cord was knotted up like a nest and held together by electrical tape. It sat next to his vape box and stack of books about the GED, 21st century side hustles, and back issues of Ebony. People come in the library, and everyone says hi to Lee. He is the man to see. He asks about their lives and gives sage advice. How you been, my man? How the kids going? How the kids doing, girl? how's married life treating you my dude my man you gotta do this baby girl you gotta look into that don't wear your hat like that boy you'll look silly lee lives in a van that he parks nearby so he can job hunt on the free wi-fi and when the well, even when the place is closed if you feel if you feel sorry for me don't says lee I am the freest now I'll ever be. So don't you dare take pity on me. I'm doing all that I can do, being all that I can be. Everything's temporary. Tomorrow I could be you and you could be me. You're just one bad day, one scratch off lottery ticket away from swapping places with me, my man. Yeah, I live in a van. I parked outside the library, but if you think I'm sad, you're thinking wrong. You won't see me moping or doping or floating along. You won't see me frowning or drowning or singing a sad song. I'm happy with all that I've got. Who wouldn't want to be in my spot? I am the king of the library parking lot. Uh, This next one is uh, about my mother-in-law. It's called The Chances. Scraping off the smiling Santa Claus faces, dim hope fading with each metallic fleck flicked onto the kitchen floor, yet she will buy more, always more, and always the same numbers on the gas station tickets she buys with a bag of chips and gas station hummus with gas station pop in a gas station cup too large to hold in one hand that she fills to the brim with hope. She never lets herself get empty. She fills her her soul with perpetual certainty that one day she's gotta win. She's just gotta. So she plays the game. She plays the odds. She fills her cup, fills up her tank, drives to two, three, four thankless jobs, and never lets her soul get to empty. She's just gotta win. Fate has just gotta give in to her sheer ambition. She knows it, she knows it in her bones that maybe not this time or the next time or the time after, but soon. Definitely soon. Uh, uh, And then those are the only two I'm doing for now. I'll pop in later between people.
2: Hey
1: Josh, uh, the one line drives to two, three, four thanks list jobs, but never lets her what get
2: empty? Her tank get empty or never, yeah. Okay. Okay, this is one of those
1: quotes I wanted to take, that one struck me.
0: Never lets her soul get empty, that's the line. Oh, that's
1: what I thought. But yeah. I, that's why I was getting confused, like I didn't know if it was literal tank or soul or something. Okay, I got it, I got it. In case you guys aren't aware, I take quotes from people.
2: Oh, we lost Derek. Oh no.
1: Oh, I wanted to hear his voice.
2: Oh, he wasn't gonna read.
1: I I know. I just
2: wanted to have him recorded saying something. Cat, <laughs> uh, do you want to go? Yes, I'm getting set up. Thank you. Okay. All right. Lights. Okay. I'm oh like. There
4: we go. Okay. Breath withheld. You guys hear me okay? I find myself holding my breath, waiting for the gust of air to settle that was roused in our passing through the shop floor. I find myself holding my breath as the spring breeze wafts through the house, carrying with it the breath of strangers down my street. I find myself holding my breath as I wait for the danger to ebb, like the traffic in times of pandemic like the laughter in
2: times of fear. Asking the wrong question.
4: When you meet my concern with dismissive anger as if I had no right to be
2: worried, I want to ask you if we were ever Oh, I don't I don't want to. Read that. Sorry guys. Okay.
4: These days, these days, as the streets run empty, as the bangs bother eyes, as the grocery cart cries to be spilled over the brim, as the anxiety knots, as the hospitals fill, as the candles flicker in the dark. These days, as the unemployed strike, as the workers fall ill, as the masks conceal our worry lines, as howls embrace the night. May we remember we're all in this together. Even as we choose different battle lines, even as one may harm the employee who insists on a mask as entrance ticket, even as another insists on the right to swim at the beach, even as this one worries about going into work, and as that one worries about staying home, may our worries hold hands and freshen our tea.
2: That's it. Thank you, guys. Sorry, I keep getting up,
1: guys. I can't sit still right now. I hurt myself um, hauling an entire shed in my van yesterday, as in the walls and everything. So sitting still for long periods of time is hurting me. Um, Kat, that last one was very timely. Um, There is a website that actually is collecting things like that called pandemicjournal.com and they're featuring different people and their thoughts. I would highly suggest you submit. They even took my disjointed collection of social media posts. And also, you're muted.
4: Can you put the link in the chat?
1: Sure, I will do that. Um, I just started watching that Watchmen show, Big Comic Book Nerd, um, and I'm realizing how even more timely it is. Um, They're coming from the like superhero aesthetic dichotomy in a world where there's only one superhero. and kind of Cold War stuff, but one of the early themes is how all the cops started wearing masks to protect their identities and protect their lives, and how the mask has become this symbol for safety, as opposed yes. to, you know, in yeah, the I, past, the mask was I a symbol of that. somebody
4: threatening you. Yeah, that well, that was mostly because of Rorschach, right? Because like, Rorschach well,
1: was... Rorschach identity gets absorbed by uh, a white supremacist group. But, um, the writer of that, right, ties and then it becomes in the Tulsa like a bunch massacres.
4: of fake Rorschachs Yes,
1: that, yeah, they they, they kind of twist havoc. and become fundamentalists. They sort yeah. of take his uh, his, I don't know, the screaming, ranting uh, nature of his character and take it to the extreme and make it into a fundamentalist cult religion.
0: Well, in the cops, in the comics, he was kind of a white supremacist conservative douchebag.
1: He wasn't a good person, and I think that was Alan Moore's specific purpose is that he wasn't a good person and somehow does accidentally wind up doing good. It cost him his life, but he did do some good. Hmm. He's basically when you look at um, Watchmen, every character is if you took Batman and Bruce Wayne and broke them up into multiple different identities and then threw in one Superman.
0: Uh-huh, totally. Um, we should actually read poetry.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I got some stuff. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I like making commentary. Um, one of the beauties I like about this online thing is it, it, it kind of frees me up to more experimental conversation, as you saw with my last week's thing. Um, I had a piece I was just about to read. Where did I put it? Okay why are all our poems and songs so sad we are intergenerationally depressed an entire army of kids sandwiched between being forced to grow up too soon and swimming in an ocean of adolescent nostalgia saturday morning cartoons toys r us kids music television and other things that don't exist anymore we spill out our depression into words on pages put it to music and lament and bitch and get it all out before we are swallowed by the same mouth that belts out our personal horrors. Our guidance counselors and after-school specials and other things that don't exist anymore always asked us, you wanna talk about it? Then we grow up and find out no one really wanted to know. The question was rhetorical. We worry that we don't exist anymore are not important enough to exist. So we talk to ourselves and repeat it to incarcerated audiences already crying out while we bleed on the mic. That's a little bit old. It's actually uh, in my book, The Little People. It's one of the many that Beautiful Blasphemy publishes for free.
2: If you'd like a book of your works, bother me. For free, we distribute for free too. Doc, I got a little commentary I made at the last reading about you. I literally just wrote
1: two sentences. He died on the table and never returned. A second man was reborn there in his place.
2: All right, I know I had some other stuff to read, but I want to cluster them into something else. Uh, uh, that's experimental stuff
1: here. Um, this one's a little sappy and terrible, but OK. It's called Unidentified Loving Object. I am the one you are ashamed of, afraid to love. I was never anyone's first choice. I was always second best, last picked, bottom of the barrel. Desperate enough to take anyone's love washed into my sewer after their first cho- choice threw them into my trash. And I've always been one to grasp at the scraps no one else finds beautiful. I cannot be loved because all of mine is secondhand, recycled, never meant to be mine. Only space for rent on their way to their next misfortune, waiting at the depot in the rain for them to return when we were both broken enough to fit our pieces together Torn pages of a battered, trashy romance novel.
2: You can't be abandoned by someone you never wanted. Um, so I got these two. I kind of want to cluster. So I'll, I'll, I'll cluster them now. Um, grateful. Charity, you say?
1: I should be grateful for a free meal. I earn a living wage. No longer a minimum wage peon thanks to my unpaid student debt, and yet still, I eat from food banks. For my lunch break each day, no longer than 30 minutes, I watch others go out to eat, and I eat my PB&J, that shitty congealed jelly falling mostly into the bag, and I decide it's not worth the effort. Last night's dinner, another cake or sugar-laden death note, given graciously. I just skipped dinner instead. Grateful I should be, for a week's worth of food, only allowed to be rationed once a month. Variety is foreign to these faith-based organizations. Shelf life is king. Taste and nutritional are optional coincidences. Thanks to them, I will never eat another raisin or a can of tuna. I am sick of trying to make two pounds of ground turkey or a pack of hot dogs stretch two weeks with one pound of rice. I'm grateful. I'm eating. My five-year-old is. Grateful all the way to my rising cholesterol, impending diabetes, and rotting teeth. I make too much for government sponsored insurance and not enough to pay for what I need. I am the gap generation, slammed into a stress walled coffin between homelessness and eternal devastating debt. Grateful because I am overweight and out of shape, because I don't look poor and starving, because I get to sit all day behind a desk. All it took was six years of letting the government forever make me their indentured servant. Grateful, because at least I'm not
2: dead on the outside yet. Just realized that this book's missing a line. <laughs> I got cut off.
1: I need to fix it. And I will end with uh, kind of a companion to it. That piece is actually a few years old. Um, obviously my situation has changed a little, the whole
2: world has. Choices. When you're older, you can make your own choices. So many choices you wish you
1: didn't have to make. Like choosing between dinner or gas in your car, the toy for your child, or a pair of shoes without holes. Between a stiff drink or delve in the unimaginable depths of your loneliness. As a kid, they sell you the fiction, adulthood meets freedom. Freedom of choice. They never tell you it's mostly picking the lesser of constant bad choices. You get to vote. Which criminal is the lesser of two evils? Choose between getting proper medical care or paying the rent, between taking the time to get better or going to work sick to pay for the medicine, a quick orgasm or real love. As modern adults, we are slaves to our choices. So many choices you get to make when you're older. Can the car repairs wait? My health, my sanity? Which coffin do you pick out for your dad? When do you pick out your own? I can't lie to my son. When you're older, you don't get to make your own choices. They make you.
2: And that's where I'll end on that happy note. Derek, I assumed you just wanted to listen. Is that correct?
5: That is. Unless somebody wants to uh, send me something to read, because I haven't written any type of poetry ever since I was in high school. And I have no idea where that stuff is. Hey,
1: Josh, you got something to send them?
0: I want you
5: to read this. (laughs) Oh, goodness.
2: Uh, (laughs) So looking forward to this.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my word. Okay. So, like, most of this is bleeped out, so...
0: Oh, uh, th- that's probably the word fuck. Probably.
5: Um, okay.
0: Um, let me... Most of this is bleeped out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Josh, I did not click on that link. What the hell did you
0: send him? A fuck is a unit of emotional effort. Oh, okay. Um, okay, Derek, I'm just going to send you the words in, uh, on Facebook.
5: Okay, that makes this a lot easier.
0: I forgot it blanks it out if you don't have an account on Hello Poetry. Oh, that's a thing? Yeah, I think there's a button that you can make it unblank, but yeah.
1: No, uh, I have the word fucking a lot of my works, and I've never seen it, but I'm usually logged in, too.
0: Yeah, same.
5: Alright. A fuck is a unit of emotional effort. Once a fuck is given, no one, uh, one cannot get it back. I heard somewhere recently that people are most creative at times when they think that they are utterly useless, like the morning before getting coffee, or while surrounded by asshole co-workers who won't shut up about their stupid gun collection, because seriously... No one cares about how big your dick is, Phil. (laughs) The amount of fucks anyone can give in a day varies based on many factors. The amount of sleep someone has the night before or if they ate breakfast that morning. The example, for example, can determine how many fucks a person has to spare.
0: Oh
5: oh, yeah. So yeah. Never mind. It it is completely and utterly not not
0: formatted. Yeah.
5: Exactly. So I can't really see how it's formatted. Yeah. I wish I could. (laughs) So I could read it properly. You know what, I'll just go to the actual website. Screw this. It is in that spirit, despite my better judgment, I am writing to you at 4 a.m., sitting in my underwear, forcing my eyes to stay open licking my dusty, dry lips, and realizing that I forgot to brush my teeth. I'm writing a tidbit that that down in hopes it will embarrass me into making a proper oral hygiene choice, sometimes in between when... What was that?
0: Oh, no, it's just the proper... Or I G choice sometime in between when I finish writing this and pass out from exhaustion. Sorry.
5: Apparently, in the website itself as well, it's not formatted correctly. I don't know why. Um,
0: I wrote it when I was when it was in 2013, so I probably just wasn't formatting it right. But I'm just, just continue.
5: Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. I'm just rating it how I see it. Yeah, go for it. Uh, in hopes it will embarrass me into making proper oral hygiene choice sometime in between when I finish writing this and before I pass out from exhaustion. If someone deems a person or situation not worthy in their emotional effort, they can choose to not give a fuck, despite having... Fucks. Fucks. They can give... I'm trying to read from two different things. Uh, today at work, everyone kept asking me if I was all right. I told them that I think so because that's the truth. But also because it's easier to say than I don't want to be here and you, your face annoys me. <laughs> I am so sorry for reading it. I know. I love it.
2: <laughs> it's great.
5: <laughs> a fuck is approximately two dams. A dam is two shits, and a shit is two rat asses. Rats asses. I don't have much to say in this piece, so I'm hoping that self-deprecation and art, artsy-fartsy stream of consciousness still pays for decent poetry these days. Take a, taking a fuck is morally... morally... Ob, ob, <laughs> objectionable. I can't pronounce this word. Wow. <laughs> ob, objectionable. Objectionable objectionable there we go taking a fuck is morbly objectionable i am so sorry for reading it so shittily no
0: it, it's my fault for writing it so shittily but i, I <laughs> wanted to hear you say that a couple of those lines
1: i'm muting myself <laughs> Well, I just enjoyed hearing him, and I kind of liked the the switching back and forth like he doesn't know what he's doing. It had that uh, drunken poet feel to it.
0: Mm
5: -hmm. I mean, (laughs) I could be drunk. You don't know that.
1: You could be. (laughs) You know, I normally have a glass of wine, but I realize I need to be conscious to do things when I'm done here. And it's all it takes is one glass for me. Mm -hmm.
5: I am so sorry.
1: Uh, I am the most terrible Irish leprechaun in the world because I have no tolerance for alcohol.
0: So this the okay. tattoo I want to get, if I ever get rid of this fear of making decisions, it's this little girl, maybe seven years old or so. She's holding on to an aged dandelion by its neck. Her eyes are closed but open to a whole other world. She shoots a wish toward it with every muscle in the body that she doesn't know the name of yet. The seeds are propelled across my back and transform into the shooting shooting stars they always dreamed they'd be. Somewhere below, on an otherwise empty beach, are a couple of teenagers discovering themselves inside one another. The blanket promises to keep their secret, and the sand sneaks into places it knows it's unwelcome. They are drunk on the passion of the moment. She is lost in the stars. She wants to gently scoop those lights from the sky and seal them in a mason jar and watch them do their cosmic dance around each other to remind herself of how it felt how she feels under them and how amazing it felt to be everything and nothing at the same time she holds her breath closing her eyes sending up a wish in the music of young lust meanwhile on my rightmost shoulder blade there's an older man and he's looking down the wishing well at the two young lovers play smiling at his memories which like the ink are fading a wish falls out of his mouth and speeds down into the darkness bounces off the back of the boy's head and is gobbled up by the greedy sand
5: i gotta say in the beginning i thought you were actually talking about getting a tattoo and i was like oh what are you thinking about and then i was like oh Oh, he's reading poetry. Okay.
1: <laughs> in in all fairness, I really want Josh to get that tattoo.
5: Same.
0: <laughs> It'd be like a whole back piece. and Yes. And it would hurt so much. <laughs> well, that's why you get it in pieces, Josh. And my pimples would make it look even worse. And I don't know. I'm, I'm uh, you can go right over top of those. You wouldn't
1: even notice. Come on, Josh. You made, you made choices in your life. Make this one. I just had a whole poem about those.
5: Yeah, come yeah, on. Look at my poem, tattoos. The whole
0: beginning doesn't make sense if I get the tattoo. That's how I'm I justifying. Understand.
1: My... It's a coming-of-age story, Josh. Then you write part two to it about how you finally made choices in your life and where it led you. Like break wall part two. Mm. Return to the break wall. Oh, the electric
5: yeah, you... boogaloo?
0: Do I actually? I don't know if I have the um the other book with me. I'm
1: sure, but those are on.
0: It. Yeah, hello poetry probably. Yep, yep. That's what I was thinking. I don't know if they actually are because um I took a bunch down when I decided, when the when that book got published.
1: Is that everything defenestrated?
0: No,
1: no, no that was the uh, yeah, that was the was that an Erie Poets Hall one?
0: No, that is the Writing Nights one. Gotcha. We don't own the
1: rights to that one, do we?
0: Um, No, we don't.
1: When we started bringing our publishing in-house, um, I hijacked all of Josh's books. Um, He started the style that we use for this with some of his own self-published stuff. So I, I talked him into letting me republish those. And then we bought the rights to the one that Erie put out for him
2: yeah and then yeah, josh has had three other volumes he made up
0: yeah i'm not seeing the break wall ones here okay
1: some of our books are actually up on amazon uh amazon will not let us do them for free so they're in kind of like bigger collected volumes including the first four i told you of josh's um, but if you'd like free copies, I can send them digitally too. If you have all of the chat window, you'll see my email, or you can go to our uh, Facebook page. And uh, Kat asked earlier about, she read a poem that I thought would be good to submit to the pandemicjournals.com, where they'll feature your stories
0: oh, about I have, the pandemic. I found the sequel on here, but I haven't found the actual break. Well, poem. hold on. Cause I can do the sequel, but I want to do the first one first. I I don't know if I still haven't memorized.
1: You know what? While you're taking a look, why don't we let someone else read a poem or two? Uh, Doc or Cat? Which one would like to do that? You got nothing, Doc.
3: Mm. At the moment, uh, I've got some poetry up on the screen of my laptop, but uh, I don't feel like reading for the moment.
1: Okay, fair enough.
3: I'll let Kat do it.
1: Cat, do you have anything you'd like to read?
4: Okay, I'll pick some out. So, well, here's the perfect one. Here, types of filling. I, w- I wrote this when I was invited to something, and I didn't feel like worthy of being there. You know that feeling.
2: Yeah. You're like,
4: oh my God, how did I get how to get included in this project with all these names? So, and because I'm filling in right now, filling in time, and it just it's just the right time to read this. Types of filling. Sometimes the filling is the best part like the Oreo, Little Debbie, and Twinkie agree. Sometimes it's the building of anticipation between open doors and main headliner. Sometimes it's the moments watching the, watching the watch, but sometimes it's the gooey center of your favorite apple pie, cake pop, chicken pot pie, sandwiched between opening act and star. I find mini poems fit for mini person or matchbox vehicle. Maybe my work will make tummies smile, and watches will go unnoticed, taking the time away.
2: It's
1: like Josh disappeared for a second. I can read something unless Cat. You you can. You're welcome to if you have some more you'd
2: like to read. You're on mute. I found it. The first book. Oh,
1: you know what? I was trying to see if it was in one of your older ones that I had on file here. Oh, cr- well, I guess I can't send you your book, but I have your book sitting on my shelf behind me.
2: Mm.
1: All right, Josh. I guess you're up for now.
0: Alrighty. So we'll do the the, the wall trilogy pieces. Um, yeah. So um, just see so if you don't know or aren't familiar with the concept because some people don't live by a lake uh, or didn't grow up by one, but there's a uh, it's sometimes called a breakwater, but where I grew up, they called it a break wall. It's that wall that goes alongside the lake. It stops the water from crashing up on stuff and flooding and junk. And, uh, ours, uh, in Ashtabula kind of gets all like jagged and stuff. So you can walk like maybe like half a mile before shit gets kind of rugged. And then people kind of, uh, kind of keep walking sometimes and there, it le- leads to a House. it's pretty fun. Anyway, so these are three pieces about that, but also about um, kind of how I felt at the t- time about my hometown and um, the nature of friendship and uh, the pieces as, a, as you read them, kind of you get a better idea of like, it's really about growing up and how your perspective changes. So, meet me at the break wall where we can sit. Let our eyes sip upon the lake. Let our feet soak up all there is to take As our tongues get get twisted trying to manifest the thoughts uh, wandering around our nomadic minds to express in depth the questions we have yet to define. The debate debate will will get heated but cool with smiles, silence, and time. As the seething conversation settles, I will see it in your eyes as if to say, we're much too young to be that damn cynical. You're much too young to be that damn cynical. And with a smile, I'll retort, well, you're much too old to be that naive. And you'll skip a rock as if to say, promise me this, we don't grow up too fast because youth is something we can never get back. And now I'll lower my head with regret behind my voice, I will say, I wish somebody would have told me this yesterday. Part two, return to the break wall. Meet me once again, at the break wall, where we, uh, where we will spend time sitting, reminiscing about times we spent wishing on a sinking star for more time to spend. Let's go fishing for ourselves in snapshots of past lives and see if we can find in this murky water of nostalgia some kind of definition. We will quest forth, finding more questions than answers and accept them with the peaceful resignation we could, we could have never had in our raging youth. We'll talk about how we used to debate with our words carved into primitive weapons for savage discussion, to win arguments with each other, doing battles for days, not realizing that language was evolved not for the purpose of combat, but rather the opposite. We'd watch the waves wash ashore all the places and people we'd been, and all the bits and pieces of past tragedies will lay before us like a thousand-year-old shipwreck. We will laugh together, The way you do when you see a heavy black cloud storming off to a distance somewhere. And how it seems smaller now, less frightening. You'd say something about how we were most obsessed with our mortality when we were the furthest from ever facing it. And we'll sit there for a while, just meditating on that. And then there's a third piece that's unofficially uh, part of the break wall series. And it's only unofficially because it doesn't actually follow the same schema, like rhyme schema and stuff, so I just kind of, but it's still about the same scene, same place, same two characters. Something, something about home. Walk with me along the break wall as the la- lake licks lazily at the green-haired stones. And the breeze tussles our hair like a playful ant. See the endless jagged slopes and man sized gaps between, riddling the path before us, whispering like a dare. Walk with me until we can't even, then lay with me, oddly angled at the lumpy quilted sky. Hold my hand and tell me about the ocean and the countless sidewalk lizards of Florida. But we got fireflies, I'll say. And the calm, eerie lake. Even though summer falls here and winter comes with a fury, there's just something about home I cannot shake. i say it's
1: time for a sequel to that book, Josh, break wall to break wall to break wall. <laughs>
2: <laughs> B3? B
1: <B3>, cubed? <laughs> because, nah. you know, that's big concrete cubes.
0: Yeah, that was... The thing about this this was like the first poem was the first was Breakwall Part One, and the last poem of this book was break Breakwall Part Two, which is why it got that name. And then that's actually a picture of the Ashtabula. break Breakwall is the cover.
1: Available from Writing Nights Press.
0: Yep. I don't see a dime of it.
1: Uh, hence the reason we were bringing them in house. <laughs> Although we do still have to update the Erie one to, to uh, remove the uh, uh, Erie uh, Poets Hall's Yeah, publishing. yeah.
0: I don't honestly care if BreakWall to BreakWall comes in in-house, I don't. I don't want to make any money from it. You can buy it from them and support them. Writing Nights needs the money and they're a good publishing company, so.
3: Okay. Okay. I'm ready now. (laughs) You are ready. Let's hear you. Okay. Poem in ecstasis. Early morning, gray, misty, cool, waking to feelings, feelings of change moving into day. Thoughts created, consumed, subsumed psychogenically. Becoming what is to be, becoming poetry, flowing, coursing through me, my fingers, into my keyboard, digitally, onto the screen, thence to paper, ecstatic, breathless, yearning to be read. <sighs> Okay, and this is something in a sense about what's going on now. Looking for the unknown through a crystal ball clouded by reality. Perfectly imperfect psychic weavings and and deltas of choice in the space between where we are. The intersection of what is and what if and where we want to be in the Eden of perhaps, the spa- the sacred space of the future.
0: Eden of perhaps, I like that line a lot.
3: <laughs> I stole that from someone else. <laughs>
0: uh-huh
3: okay and uh one more and then i'll let's i'll pass it on this is titled the songs of distant earth and um i'm positing it on coming from earth two alpha centauri four in the year two fifty a e or our year twenty five eighteen, her core sings hotly in my heart, her sing her seas sing in my blood, her mountains rise, sang of my growth, and of her forests green, where once the distant stars I saw were only but a dream. Now I'm among those farthest stars, and Gaia is no more. Her songs, though, still call to me, and her music, her music's in my soul.
0: Man, I love my, me some like sci-fi speculative poetry, man.
1: Doc, what was the title of that poem?
3: Songs of Distant Earth. I really dig it.
1: It's one of those ones that would fit well into my Analog Renaissance book I was pitching earlier. As a, a Derek, who looks like he's checked out again.
2: Um, um, yeah,
0: he—he's uh, having issues with his internet. That's fine. Um,
1: I always have a project and a project within a project. All right, I do have a few. Things I can uh,
3: do. E- excuse me. Uh I'm not allowing that poem to be printed yet in, okay. in anywhere.
1: I one, I will never print without permission. Two, that book is so far away from printing, by the time you may or may not, I will ask.
3: Okay. I
1: will never ever take anyone's words without asking. Thank you. Which is why Jigsaw is such a hard project because I Cause I take these quotes and I'll make poems out of them, but then I have to go back and ask every writer if it was okay that I did that. Ugh. And I, I try to keep meticulous notes on where each quote came from that I mixed up into it, but it's sometimes difficult. All right. I have some stuff. Um, if no one objects stuff, stuff. All right. So this is just a commentary on, uh, a girl I went on a few dates with that didn't work out. I caught him glimpsing my skirt, nodding his attraction as his eye traced my leg. He got up on stage, belting out his greatest hits, made sure to tell everyone is to, it was to impress this girl. Then he sat down next to me and continued folding paper hearts while scribbling down his next story. That's one of those seeing yourself from the outside observations. Like what do I look like to other people's eyes? I must look really weird.
2: And
1: in the experimental realm, doc, you read a dream
3: earlier. so uh, that was that was a a nightmare well it it's it's called nightmare,
1: okay. Um, So this is kind of in that vein. Um, This isn't really a polished work. This is more like dream interpretation. I'm just going to read what happened in this dream. Um, I lead a very daydreamy life. So I very rarely actually have night dreams. Um, And usually they're following some kind of deep emotional trauma, such as my divorce. So this is just a weirdo one just to make you guys go, what? This is what happened in my dream. I am sitting in an auditorium. I am with my father, mother, and brother. The presenters are giving away tickets. One to a Cavs games, another to Cedar Point. I choose Cedar Point. And then as dream logic goes, instantly the environment changes. I am attending a huge social event party in a large multi-level office building. I am attending with three nameless, faceless friends. The party features seven themed rooms. The first was an entryway similar to the one at my middle school. The second was the cross between the indoor parts of the Cleveland Zoo and some kind of a bizarre Indian market. There were tanks with lizards, salamanders, sharks, and stingrays. All had a price sticker on them. The third themed room was a parlor with computers. I never discovered the other four rooms. At this party, I knew my ex-wife was attending. I also knew she had a magical crystal that split her into two people. Um, Her name was Lisa. However, due to the seven rooms, she was accidentally split into seven people. Each of the seven Lisas was a different color clothing, each representing a different personality characteristic. The first Lisa I ran into was a black one in the entranceway. When she saw me, she exclaimed, oh shit, and ran away. It was shortly after that that I realized that she and the white one were evil. They were trying to kill me. I killed the white one. I do not remember how or why. Next I started running from the black one. I was sure it had already killed my friends and I was next. She had chased me into the parlor where I confronted her. When I turned around, I realized this black Lisa had turned into me. I killed it by slamming its head into a laptop screen. I ran from the parlor into a stairwell. Here I encountered the red, purple, and yellow Lisas. These I was sure were the good ones. I wanted to protect these three leases from the other two, whose colors were unknown, that I was sure were trying to hurt us. I paid most attention to the red one. It was then that my friends returned, coming down the hall with one slung over the shoulders of the other two. All three were alive and well, and then I woke up. So that wasn't intended to make any sense whatsoever. It certainly didn't to me, Uh, but it is something I'd like to try to turn into something later. Um, but I shared it just so if it gives you guys any thoughts or feels or directions to turn it into something cohesive, please feel free to give me advice. I take suggestions. Um, And then I will end. Um, I know this annoys Josh, but I'm getting away with doing experimental stuff because as he mentioned, we all have mountains of work we could work from, but we've kind of read through our greatest hits and, Now I'm working my way through stuff that's incomplete or whatever. Um, So this is stream of consciousness and it's incomplete. Um, It's called breakdown. I shot a straight line down the road to the terminal ivory tower on lockdown. The frost is on the inside of the window. The frost is on the inside of me. Numbing everything I touch with tingling pins and needles, fingerprints, scanning a body for the warmth I let die, given to an ex who never knew why. The Wailing House, this Wailing House was a monument, a museum, a stony prison, temporally displaced, sealing a life in impervious cement hearts that I no longer belong to. Something old, something new, something broken, something blue, something to love, someone to love. And I will end it with that weirdness. All right. Anyone else have anything else they'd like to read? Josh, you got any suggestions?
0: Um, I mean, Derek says he's going to try to get back in, and Kat had a poem she wanted him to read. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I guess I I could read from my mountain for a little bit until
3: Derek pops up. I've got another one I could read.
1: All right, let's go with those two. And if Derek hasn't come back in, then maybe we'll call it then.
0: Okay. Um, he can go first. I'll pick, I'll, I'll look around until I find one.
3: Okay. Um, I've been working on a series of poems, which I call the Echoing Skies poems. Uh, they came about after I heard the soundtrack from the Ansel Adams movie. Uh, and if you don't know who Ansel Adams was, he was a photographer of the of the mountains, of the especially the Rockies. Um, he traveled around and took black and white photographs which are still quite collectible today if you can get. Some of the original prints. Uh and this one piece is called Sky, and it just sounded as though it was echoing, and it was just so beautiful. So I started this series with uh a poem titled Echoing Skies: the Mountains, and I'd like to play the music uh, sky as a background as I'm reading. So here goes. I hope you can hear it. out beyond our cities and towns in wilds unspoiled by man skies begin to echo to songs of mount and glen age-old melodies of the peaks sing of times gone by of long slow rise and longer fall echoing soft between sky and veil. They sing of crags and their caves, of rivers and of trees, sing their birth among the stars and how they came to be. In earthquakes rumble and volcanoes roar, songs of Gaia and Pengaia too, Memories new and eons old, of rising and of fall, of everything, of land and sea and all. Skies do answer all the songs, with clouds and rain, with wind and snow, with lightning and with thunder, to echo back the strains they've heard, of mountains and their wonder. Thank you.
1: Why is it that I thought that music sounded like the Star Trek soundtrack?
3: (laughs) I don't know, but it isn't.
1: Maybe there's a similar instrument in there.
3: Anything's within the realm of possibility
1: all right um josh were you the one who had something
0: um i got many things it doesn't you know it is what it is um we are made of found objects he is a makeshift scarecrow filled with crumpled up first drafts of love notes kicked through the cobwebs that linger in the forgotten corners of old classrooms she is an island of kindling bits and pieces of broken bottles crumpled newspaper misplaced. Things, tossed out into the ocean, forced to swim wet and freezing forever gathering to form a huddled mass of leftovers longing to be set on fire. They are a college uh, are a collage of poorly taken Polaroids, of strangers in waiting rooms with fingers knotted in prayer or tedium, held together by masking tape and push pins on a well loved corkboard. I am a tightly sealed mason jar full of captive captive fireflies, pill bugs, and caterpillars, and moths, and not enough hole in my lid. I fear these things will die inside of me. And you, you too are a mason jar full of brightly colored off-brand jelly beans with a thick black question mark painted on your face.
1: All right, um, I'd like to end with something as a counterpoint to Josh, um, if Derek doesn't come back, um, because Josh, a while ago, I made a jigsaw using that poem. Oh, not to read it. No, you can't. All right, so uh, jigsaw is where you take other works and cut them up and make a new one. Um. One of the ways I do it is poetry readings or uh, quotes from poetry readings. And one way I do it is by taking two people's poems and chopping them up and making them into a new one. So this is that last poem you just heard along with a poem by Leonard Lund um, that I put together called Man-Made Objects. The photographs, they lie in a folder in a drawer in a secondhand store. They are a collage of poorly taken Polaroids all assembled before the manor woods formal, disheveled but for her hand on his arm and her sister's slight separation from man and wife. He is the stranger in the waiting room with fingers knotted in prayer or tedium held together by masking tape and pushpins on a well-loved corkboard. The husband, he is a fragile scarecrow filled with crumpled up first drafts of love notes kicked through cobwebs that linger in the long forgotten corners of old classroom. He abuses his wife in the marriage bed, her willing sister in the woods, needing one for the power she gives, wanting the other for what he takes, longing to be set on fire. The wife. She needs her husband to feed the sense of self he's changed in her. Ignorant, she wants her sister for comfort when crying's done. She is an island of kindling, bits and pieces of broken bottles, crumpled up newspaper, and other things tossed out into the ocean, forced to swim wet. And freezing, forever gathering to form a huddled mass of leftovers. The sister. She is a tightly sealed mason jar full of captive fireflies, pillbrugs, caterpillars and moss, and not enough air holes in the lid. Without, she thinks, need, she only wants her lover and sister to be gone. The family, hers alone. The questions, these I fear, these things will die inside of me. And the child, too, is a mason jar of brightly colored off-brand jelly beans with a thick black question mark painted on its face. We are all found objects. When all are found objects to be used for reasons we hold alone, what are the forms of murder and who
2: is killing whom? I know I entirely changed the tone of that, but uh, there you go.
4: (laughs) It's cool. That worked for me. I like that.
2: I yeah, mean just no, to as play much, with other people's stuff. Yeah, that's
0: that's kind of Ryan's big <laughs> thing is uh, playing with other people's, other people's stuff.
4: It's fun, it's like collaboration without their permission.
1: Well, I asked permission before I put it <laughs> into print or oh that's no fun. Performed it well. <laughs> yeah, but these guys, those two people are actually friends
0: of mine.
4: Oh, sorry.
1: So if I'm already gonna mutilate their words and corrupt them, I should at least ask them if it's okay if I molest them.
0: Right. What bothers me about it is be is that the results tends to be better than the thing I wrote, and I get
4: mad. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I wish I'd written that.
0: Really? I
1: wouldn't have thought that. I would have thought they just better on different channels. You know, <laughs> yours has an entirely different theme than what I used yeah. it for.
4: Yeah.
1: And. The one that came, uh, Leonard's one, definitely had the darker tone, which is where I absorbed yours into it. And then mm-hmm. I added the part about the child at the end. By using your words, I kind of rewrote it into having that end finale.
0: Hey! Jack's back! Welcome uh, back. Can you re-put that in the chat? Because he, he won't be able to Do something. I need to do it again? Yeah, just link it again.
4: I'm also going to do agree. it just in case.
5: I don't know why, but my internet keeps cutting out on my laptop. I kind of hate it.
1: We kind of thought you were just leaving us because you hated us. That too. Okay. As long as we're clear, I have started drinking, so you're welcome. Yes. I find it makes me more tolerable or less and neither matters.
0: Um, I think we're about to kind of wrap up, so the last uh, last thing I think would have to be uh maybe- I go out on
1: Derek reading Cat's poem.
5: I dig it. Oh, goodness.
0: You shall lull us
1: to our conclusion, my friend.
0: You don't have to be the last one. I can read something to finish it off. You, So that you're not being the last thing we end on.
5: The thing is, I legitimately haven't read poetry Ever since high school, either. So sometimes I forget how things are supposed to be read as well. Well,
4: but here's the thing though. Did you see the chat? She
0: put the the link.
5: Yes, yes.
4: But here's the thing though like you said, Josh's wasn't formatted. And so It, it was harder to read. Well, mine is formatted. So if you pause at the end of the lines, it'll sound about right.
5: Okay. So, you want me to read Crumpled Breath? Yes. Okay. I have a crush on who you used to be when cocoa coffee beans made my heart wake from its slumber in my rib crib, when you folded origami globes in my forbidden glances, when my pulse reached into the future to discover our crumpled union, when my fingers sought the kisses from your intentions, never spoke, yet curling around my hair like incense drifts when I wondered what it would be like to nestle in your grasp and settle into naked naps. Never, uh, before I learned what our mingled breath smelled like before I discovered your favorite color was not the color of my eyes.
2: Thank you, beautiful.
5: I hope I did it justice. Goddamn,
4: that's sexy. <laughs> Thank you.
3: Kat, could you send me a copy?
4: <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the chat box. Oh, in yeah. The there's
3: a link over there.
4: Yeah, okay. that's where my stuff is. So you can play around and all that unbirthday Alice stuff is me.
1: Okay. Hey, Kat, if
4: why you haven't would, I made a book for you? Stuff- Uh-oh. You did what?
1: Why haven't I made a book for you yet?
4: Why haven't you? Yes. Because I'm a lazy bum? I don't know.
1: Well, stop that. Send me your crap so I can do all the hard work for
4: you. <laughs> okay, I have to figure out themes. That's I was thinking okay, about that.
1: not always necessary, but if that's how well, you choose it, I write, please do. I
4: write in themes, like, it would make sense, I think. To um, them.
1: You're allowed to make sense. You have permission to do either or.
4: Because my, my last book has a theme, and I think it works. Like, it t- has a story arc kind of to it. It was an Mm -hmm. unintended story arc but it was just how it worked out and I Mm -hmm. think that would be kind of similar with my other themes like, you know, you're feeling hot cold and different like it comes through in your works and you can see the progression of
2: Oh man
0: I thought we we were done and John Burroughs just popped up in here Oh, Where? He's about to pop in He was just in the waiting room
4: Hot damn (laughs) He's late He's late. Tell him goodnight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) John, welcome to the crew.
0: Hey, how you doing? I lost track of time.
2: It's okay. Hey. 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 Hey
0: Oh, we were just about to wrap up, but now we're not. (laughs) That's all right. At least I can (laughs) say hi to you. you,
1: If you want to read anything, man, you are welcome to take the stage. It is open for you.
4: We're like all done. So it's all you, buddy. And Shelly,
0: you have anything,
2: Shelly? I, I don't.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: well, that's all right. I'm not going to make it stick around just for me. Uh, but, <laughs> oh, but I
4: wanna we've stick- all done it. <laughs> it wasn't
1: us it wasn't sticking around just for you, it was us no, wanting right. to have you in our audience.
4: Yeah,
3: for sure. <laughs> well, I'm sorry I missed your poems.
4: I know. Next but time, good news is it's a next time. Something.
0: I'm I'm totally losing track of
1: time and what day it is and everything. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, for sure. Same here. Like very, very I'm easy to do. Doing anything about a month ago. <laughs>
1: um, I've had to work through most of this. I had to take a two week uh quarantine uh because somebody who I was with potentially had it, but then afterwards, um, they still wanted me to pay my rent.
2: Ah, uh, pretty adamant after. about
1: that. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like how it looks like your brain
1: is sizzling or something. <laughs> oh, are you talking about? So Ryan, or Ryan, it's been this like entire like effect this entire time of us trying to figure out why my cameras do weird things and me deciding I like what it does.
0: Um,
1: yeah, I like it. I have, sure. a, I have a laptop that's way more expensive than I know how to do with. And it has like this green screen infrared camera So, my first four events, I just decided to leave it on that camera and not one of the other two. (laughs) (laughs) And then, in a personal Zoom, I found out that if I apply the backgrounds, it thinks my skin is the background instead of a green screen. So, every time I move, my face is actually the background.
4: It doesn't do it for your shirt. I know.
1: It doesn't doesn't think my green shirt is the green screen, but it thinks my
4: skin is. That's bizarre to me. (laughs)
1: So yeah. I thought I would just play God complex and be the entire universe.
2: <laughs> cool. You're too Irish We've all it.
4: done that too. Yeah. I mean, and we're
5: there. all creating our own worlds.
4: Why
0: not? Yeah, you're so Irish that it thinks you're the green screen.
4: Right.
0: <laughs> right. That's it. That's the joke. Uh, all right. Well,
4: John, good um, to see y'all. This will yeah. actually be
0: up on
1: YouTube. Um, I will recopy some stuff because you don't get chat messages. I'll shoot that over to you real quick so you can get it. Um, cool. There's, if, you, if you click on the bottom there, there's a link for chats. And then it'll open up the chat window on the side. There's some links. The last link will be uh, our playlist on YouTube if you'd like to see this when it goes up or any of our previous events.
0: All right. Cool. Thank uh-huh. you awesome we do this every other week and actually next week is going to be a special event um uh we're going to be um partnering with trans focus uh to do uh just a special open mic um with them uh the pro all proceeds for from donations go to um uh this local chapter of i, I don't know the specifics i'll have to ask the 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 person we're co-doing it with um but it goes to a charity for um homeless trans people i think excellent so Um, we're doing next week um and i think we're did do you remember what time we agreed to i think it was eight o'clock don't quote me on that i'll be posting um we we had to be picky about the time because there
1: may be some international people and time zones yeah
2: Ah. Oh, so,
0: righty.
1: Details will follow. One of the links I sent you was our Facebook page. Um, that's basically our website. It should be public whether or not you have a Facebook. I know you guys do, but not everyone does. Um, and you'll get info on the event there.
3: Sounds Shoot uh, me a copy of the chat, please, because I can't copy it on my iPad. I don't know why. It won't let me. Okay.
0: Uh, that shouldn't be a problem. You get a copy of the chat when you download the video, Ryan.
1: I do, but I'm also going to copy and paste it and send it to his Facebook. Will that be acceptable? That'll work. Okay, Thank you. it is there.
3: Gracias.
0: I, uh, oh, man, I feel like it's a, such a waste that John Burroughs is over <laughs> in the corner and he's not going to be. <laughs> well, I look forward to hearing everybody uh, next time.
1: All right. <laughs> and I'll whenever try we... to be on time. It's It's okay we if we were timely we probably wouldn't be artists
0: yeah, that's true. <laughs> all, all righty well it was nice seeing everybody's faces bye seeing
4: everybody time. good
2: to see you wow. bye
4: till next time
2: i right. still be